Alright, dude, I hit the recording button. What record button? This record button. You hit that record button? I hit this record button. Well, then I guess that means I need to say welcome to... Punk Ass. And Random Heroes Cheeky Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Do it over. Shenanigans. Nah, I was trying to do something different this time. <laughs> My name is Jesse, a.k.a. Random Hero. My name's Nick, a.k.a. Punk Ass, because sometimes Jesse... Loves to suck a little dick every now and then. You didn't know where you were going with that when you started saying Yeah, I know. I spaced it out. I was trying <laughs> to figure it out. but I, I think we do that all the time where, like, especially if you're trying to be witty and quick, you might start the comeback before you really have anything that you can say. Yeah, well, I'm not witty and quick at all, so I'm trying to improve that so, tr- I, so, so I can come back at you. Oh, man. So here we are on episode yeah. number five. It is number five. If you, want, if you want to be technical, it's probably episode number 10. Roughly. <laughs> but we've already discussed how we had to throw away the first couple that we recorded uh, <clears throat> due to audio and technical issues. But it seems like we, uh, at least for the two of us recording, we've got that dialed in now. It's just got to yeah. figure it out better for guests. Yeah. And I do want to do like video recording. You know, yeah, which I don't know how that works, because then how do you get the video and like the microphones and the sound all into one? It's really easy. Do you want me to explain the technicals like right here, right now? Just 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 give me a little quick like, you know, so lamest terms. So right now we've got an audio interface that we're bringing in the microphones to. that goes to your computer. Yeah. Which you connect the cables to. Yeah. And we're using one specific program to record the audio. So what we would do in a video environment is we would either replace that audio interface with a video and audio interface, or Uh, we can replace the software with the kind that'll combine that audio with any video that we're piping in at the same time. Can we just get like one of those like little, uh, what are those fucking called where people record like sports shit and stuff? Like a GoPro? Yeah. Well, I mean, those are cool and all, but for a show that runs roughly an hour and a half, you're just going to be like recording to a memory card with that. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so I think that what we'd want to do is either get like two of those so that we could switch between angles, um, or, you know, some kind of a pan tilt zoom automated camera to where like I could just be switching it on the fly. Uh, A lot of people who are listening probably don't know that I did video and audio and photography production and sales and stuff for just about a decade. What? Yeah. You did? I did. What? And yet, you are the tech guy on this show so far. <laughs> yeah, I know. What are the odds of that? Uh, pretty good, considering how lazy I can be. Yeah, I know. Want to know yeah. what he's wearing right now? No pants. I am definitely wearing pants. Nope, no pants at all. No? <laughs> oh, it's these shorts, man. Some guy Look, told me that they were black. Even Yvette was curious. What? He's not wearing pants? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I mean, she just had to double check, because you don't get that opportunity every day with me. So, I mean... <laughs> If you're a lady, even one who's like my best friend and, you know, a roommate, you, you might still need to sneak a peek. Every now and then. Although I don't know why you were looking. Well, you know, I'm always curious. Don't you be worrying about what I got going on over here. You worry about what you got going on over there. He's got Chewbacca in his pants. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't do Chewbacca. You can't do Chewbacca? But, uh, well, you're more uh, of a, I guess in your pants, the situation's more of a hand solo. <laughs> Hey, yeah, brought that back, motherfucker. Yeah, you know, I watched that movie the other day on Netflix. Which one? it was on Netflix. 
Which... Star Wars Solo. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Yeah, I fell asleep. <laughs> so no, it's no, not good. It's yeah. Oh, I, I heard that a little bit. I wasn't super impressed with Rogue One either. Like, I liked the story, but I didn't really feel like I was watching a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I feel like the new Star Wars is pretty much just trying to make money and more for the millennials instead of, the, like, the backstories and everything else. I, now, feel, I feel like they're trying to start, like, a new era. I, I could agree with that to an extent, like, when it comes to all the peripheral movies, like Solo and... Uh, and <clears throat> Rogue One. But I think that the Star Wars movies that they're making that are actual like Star Wars with Skywalker and all them, I'm actually a big fan of the new ones. Well, yeah, because they still had like some of the backstory in it or they had Princess Leia or Luke Skywalker in it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of the, I don't want to explain it. They just, mm. you, you know that you're in a Star Wars movie. They're taking a fresh approach to some things, but they didn't try to make it too sparkly and too perfect like George Lucas did in the prequels. You know, the lightsaber fights are, like, kind of more gritty and raw. They're not super choreographed, like ninja shit. And uh, you've got a lot of the old characters still, and they, they're doing new things, but with, you know, the same universe. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I personally really enjoy them. I know a lot of people don't, though. Yeah, because a lot of people think being a nerd is a, you know... Is like against their religion or something like that. Or they take it to the extreme and they think that they're elitist and that only they know how Star Wars movies should go and that if someone in Hollywood doesn't make it exactly that way, then it sucks or it's wrong or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. There are, and I don't understand where that comes from because it's not like they had that going on back in the original days. They weren't trying to tell George Lucas what to do for Empire or Jedi. They were, and I know the internet wasn't around then either, but, like, you didn't have people who thought they had any right to try and dictate what happens in a movie. You'd have people who go and either like it or don't. But now, with the fucking internet and every, you know, one having an opinion, they think that their say not only needs to be heard, but should be adhered to by Hollywood directors who don't even know you exist. It's it's ridiculous. I would totally agree, Jesse. Except? Except I just want to take the shot that we have that we're supposed to do. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's take a shot. Uh, we just started a Twitter account for the show a couple days ago. And, and a Facebook page. And a Facebook page. Which we have 30 likes. Ooh, 30? Yeah, we have 30. That's not bad. That's better, it's better than one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just what I brought that up because I tweeted out a photo of the bottle and the shots that we're taking. Um, it's a bourbon whiskey or a rye uh, called Rye One, and uh, it's quite nice actually. Yeah, it is. It's I think it's better than Jack Daniels. Better than Jack Daniels? Yeah. Nice. I'll take that. I feel like Jack Meoff's a piece of shit. <laughs> they don't know how to make whiskey. Well, cheers, Nick. Cheers, mate. Ooh, from yeah. Australia. That's a terrible accent. I can't do accents at all. Can you do accents? I mean, I can't do them um, very well. I, I can do stereotypical styles of accents. I can. I can do a gay Jesse. Hey, guys. It's me, Jesse. What are you guys doing today? That sounds exactly like your gay Nick and gay Aaron and gay Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the point. They're all the same. Right here, we have Nick Carter and his natural habitat. 
We're going to observe this majestic creature as he speaks, makes all these strange mating noises into this microphone. Wait, then, what is he doing? And then watch how angry we, he gets when I sneak up behind him and ram my thumb up his bottle. Right in the pooper. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like a stereotypical Steve Irwin cranked up to 11 kind of Australian accent. I, yeah, I miss that guy, man. It sucks. That was like a really shitty way to die. What are the odds of that? A stingray. Well, the odds are zero if you never go underwater. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just crazy, you know, out of all the crazy shit he did with crocodiles and snakes and all this shit and just just a fucking type of fish in the sea. Right in the stomach, I think, wasn't it? It was Sternum. I think it was right through the heart. Fuck. Yeah, I think that's why it was so deadly, because it's not like they're venomous really or anything. It's it's just the size and the the sharpness of that barb on the end of their tail just got right through him. Yeah, you know what it probably was? He was probably fucking around with it, like, trying to tickle it. And he's like, ah, tickle, 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 bam, right in the heart. He, 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 was a, he was a, you know, very, like, I love big personality. Yeah, yeah, he was a big personality, but he brought, like, a love and admiration for animals and nature to a bunch of people in ways that not very many people have, you know? Carl Sagan was another one with his first Cosmos series. Um, Steve Irwin, uh, you know, people like that don't come along a, a whole lot and actually have something positive to say or to bring to your life. Yeah, there's no one like that now. Um, I, 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 I'm talking like animal-wise, though. There's like no Steve Irwin type. Well, his uh, his children are yeah following, and I've, I've seen them do a few appearances, even on like late night talk shows. Sure. Yeah, like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But there, there's not like a, a new one. Like back in the day, you had a fa there used to be a famous documentarian, Jacques Cousteau. You know, he did uh, a lot of like oceanography and stuff like that, and he basically did documentaries. He was this French guy, and he got famous for doing. Like educational films. Yeah, the and only one I know is Reading Rainbow. That was a good one. Uh, that was what LeVar Burton. I remember that, and I think they're bringing it back too. Really? Well, there that's, was a, that's like bringing back Soul Train. A little bit. There was a <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a Kickstarter done somewhat recently. I feel, um, but I don't know if they're actually doing plans or anything. But you know, anything that makes education fun or easy is a win in my book because so many people get turned off of that on such a at such a young age you know whether it's because they just want to bang their teacher like you did or <laughs> and, uh, not that you did that you wanted to no that was that, that was always a fantasy after watching that one movie that you know like the first main fucking one that happened back in the day i forgot her name she was from here wasn't she Mary Turner. yeah yeah we we talked about yeah. her a couple episodes ago <clears throat> And they made, like, a uh, Lifetime movie about that. And I watched it, actually. You did? When I was younger, yeah. When you were younger? Yeah. What, like last week? Uh, I think it was two days ago. <laughs> uh, so you still haven't uh, found your penis and or balls then? No, I'm Not still yet. looking for the right teacher. No, I'm thinking <laughs> maybe an English major. An English major? Yeah. That would be a student. No. No, no, no. You mean an English teacher? No. A fucking a teacher can still go to school and teach at the same time. Yeah, but you're saying in a very confusing way. Good. I hope it confuses people. <laughs> I hope they're like, what the fuck is he talking about? No, now, why am I listening to this? <laughs> you mentioned Soul Train and we were talking about Reading Rainbow. <clears throat> yeah. What are the shows that you grew up 
watching because like this is something I wanted to talk about a couple episodes ago, and I've, it's still been in my notes. But I'm well, interested. I, to I see. need to know what age period. Um, let's go like eight to twelve, like the the kid shows you saw. Ah, uh, kid shows. Are you afraid of the dark? Have you heard of that one? Uh, mm-hmm. no, I wasn't allowed to watch anything like that. No. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch the Smurfs. Uh, Full anything. House. Uh, Saved, okay. Saved by the Bell. Yeah, Family Matters. Yeah, the the whole yeah. TGIF lineup. My favorite one was uh, Boy Meets World. I love watching that TGIF. Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Yeah, <clears throat> yep, yep. Yeah, um, those were the good days. What about? Uh, did you ever see Perfect Strangers? No. It was this weird movie. I don't know even who the actors were, but like it was this American guy and then like his strange buddy from or his cousin from like Armenia or something who doesn't speak the language like we do and. It's, it's just generally kind of like a fish out of water buddy TV show, but it was it was pretty funny, and they did a lot of stuff you probably couldn't get away with now because it was mostly based on race, even yeah. though you, they were both white. Like, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of that stuff. Did you watch? Uh, or did you? Were you a big fan of Steve Urkel? Did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it funny to see how smooth he could become when he was playing like the other version of himself? Yeah, that was some good acting. It is. And I mean, unfortunately for... Stefan. Stefan, yeah. That's what his name was. For a guy like that, you know, he was probably Steve Urkel his entire life. He still is. He, yeah, I, I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. No. And if I did, I would just be like, oh, Steve Urkel. Yeah, no. <laughs> Same with fucking Screech, dude. That guy went Screech, down yep. the way fast. And I mean, that's got to be that's gotta be a fucker, you know, to try and like... You're, you're this Hollywood star as a kid or as a teen or whatever... Then you still want to do that as a career, but, like, people only want to see you redoing the thing that made you popular. Yeah, like, when I went and saw the uh, stand-up comedy of the Super Trooper guys, it was Farva yeah. and uh, uh, the other guy. I think it was uh, Mac. Yeah, it was Mac. They, Mac and Farva. They, yeah, they, Eric Stolhansky and... Oh, I don't remember the other guy's name. Yeah, they did, like, a Kevin stand-up... Heffernan. Yeah, they did a stand-up show, like, together, like, as a couple, because, like, I guess they're best friends or whatever. Yeah. They always have been. But at the end of the show, you know, you can wait and fucking meet them or whatever. Yeah. So I met fucking uh, Farva, you know, and I did the stupid thing. I was like, oh, leader cola. And I'm, like, (laughs) taking... a thousand times. Yeah, I know. I'm like, ah, I can't believe I fucking said that. Yeah. Did he, uh... He responded, he's like, yeah, like, I've heard this five million times. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You've seen the movie. You remember a quote. (laughs) You should have pulled out a really obscure one, like just walked up to to him and been like, "Hey, Charlie's Angel." <laughs> well, yeah, they're they're actually pretty funny doing stand up. He he was talking about how he didn't want to do that naked scene, you know? Yeah, I don't blame him. How they fucking like made him do it because his dick was so small. <laughs> <laughs> he was embarrassed by it, but you know. Yeah, I mean. They've done that in movies occasionally, like Monty Python: Life of Brian has a quick full frontal scene with uh, Graham Chapman. Then Super Troopers has it, and like if you use it briefly for a scene to add to the authenticity, but also the hilarity, like the yeah, whole thing is funny. It's not a porn, you know. Yeah, they they're, they're they're not looking for the guy with the biggest dick, right? It's but, actually like the smallest one the, is the, the funniest, the the average. 
Yeah. But, like, that's not even really the point of the joke in that scene. The gag isn't that he's naked. The gag is that they're throwing powdered sugar on him and spraying him down with a hose. And, yeah. And then afterwards, he's still got all his pride, even though he's, like, got a tiny penis and is covered in pride. <laughs> like, that's the real joke there. But it's punctuated so well, and it feels like a more authentic movie because they did that. And then, like, in Super Troopers 2, I can't even tell you a single scene from it. I watched it. I laughed some. But, like... There was nothing nearly as memorable. It's not as good as the first one. I I don't know where they were trying to go with the whole Canadian thing, you know, but... I think that they just... They, they always try to lampoon Canada a little bit, and the first one takes place in, what, Vermont? Yeah. So that's a... They did the French fries and anyway. gravy thing a mm-hmm. little bit. Schnozberries taste like schnozberries. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, you know, I was thinking of this the other day. All right. What? Me and you both have done drugs, you know. Oh, we're just going to throw that out there, huh? Well, it's no fucking surprise. But have you ever had, like, a bad drug experience? Uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, it was mushrooms. Was it? Actually, I've had two bad experiences. One was directly related to being high, and one was, like, a, it was, like, a result of it. Uh, the mushroom one, I, uh... It, it was like a late, late year, like n- November, 2 a.m. kind of night, you know, super cold outside, middle of winter, becoming winter. Cold and, winter night. <laughs> and there was four of us who were going to do this, and uh, I'd gotten off work, and I was still wearing shorts and like a polo shirt, too, so not even jacket or pants, nothing. And we each bombed a eighth of Cabenzi mushrooms. Ooh. And then we were walking around this golf course that was right by uh, my friend's house. Yeah. And when the, the high kicked in, I was honestly having a good time because I went on like a Lord of the Rings thing in my head. And I kind of <laughs> thought I was a wizard. There's and only I, one. <laughs> and I grabbed this flag out of like hole seven of the golf course. And that was like my wizard uh, staff. Yeah. And I was like using it to fight shrubberies and things like that. <laughs> so it was fun for a while. But then all that time in the cold, like by the time we got back in the house, I got a bad case of the sniffles and that made it so that I didn't really think that I was going to be able to breathe. Really? So I spent the next like four hours on the floor of their bathroom just trying to focus on breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. Don't die. Don't die. Like by the time you've done four or five hours of that in your head, you're good. Yeah. You- I haven't done them since. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I've done mushroom a couple times. I've never had a bad experience on it, but for some reason, I'll always have every once in a while. Like if I smoke weed and I get really high, yeah. like it's the peak. Sometimes I'll start freaking myself out. The peak, peak, like peak? You, like you reach like the peak of the high, like it's ah. the strongest, and then it goes down from there. But you still have to wait that peak out, which is like thirty to forty five minutes or whatever <laughs> of freaking out. But I remember I was fourteen and I would hang out with my friends' cousins. And stuff like that. And they asked me if I wanted to go on this loop, which is like a car ride. You go around a loop or whatever and, like, smoke weed. I guess it was the cool thing back then. Oh, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll go. Trying to be cool. And I'm in the back of the truck, and they give me the pipe, and I start smoking the weed. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, yeah, it's laced with something. I don't know if it really was or if they're just assholes because they're older than me and they wanted to be dicks. But after they said that, I was like, oh, fuck, really? What did they say it was laced with? Uh, I I can't remember if they said, like, angel dust or something like that. It was some weird shit like that. And I was only, you know, 14 years old, and they're, like, you know, 
17, 18 years old. So this is like the juvenile version of training day, right? Here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I start fucking freaking out in the back and I, they drop me off at the end of the street where my house was and they I get out and I can hear my mom yelling my name. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm really high and I'm freaking out and I fucking go to the house and my mom starts yelling at me in the front door and starts yeah. poking me. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm freaking out. I'm like, yeah, 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 mom, whatever. And I go up in my room and I hide there and I was like singing shit on the walls. I don't. I think I just freaked myself out and they were being dicks. But I just, I hate when that happens. That happens with weed. <laughs> yeah. Not not often. The, the, the other story that I want to tell is I, I don't, I don't have all the particulars because I was a like 16 or 15 year old kid at this point. And um, we, my friend had kind of introduced a couple of us to this pill kind of thing that he took called DXM. And it was... Not it was, DMT? Not DMT. It mm. was DXM. And uh, it was some form of, like, your body felt like you were on mushrooms, but your brain was a little bit more in control. Yeah. You just, like, lost a lot more of your motor skills. <clears throat> um, so, so it's kind of hard to classify. I only did it a couple times, especially after this happened. But we, we had all agreed to go on our spring break junior year of high school down to California, and we were going to go free diving for abalone. So free diving is like you wear the fins, you wear a snorkel and a mask, but you just go up to the top and then you dive down and you try and catch these abalones and then bring them up. I had no idea you can swim. Oh, yeah. I was on swim team, too. We've talked about that, <laughs> idiot. Uh, <laughs> I thought you'd be more of a floating device, but go ahead. <laughs> so I had never done anything like that before, and so I asked my friend to teach me. So we decided to go down to Kayak Point one day with all, all of his gear, and he was going to teach me how to do free diving. And we had taken one of these things. So he forgot to tell me about, <clears throat> about mask depressurization. So we were out there and we go down to about 40 feet on one breath after a few practice runs. Yeah. And then because I didn't know that you had to depressurize your mask as you go up, I was not blowing out of my nose as I raised and I shot straight up from 40 feet down, no depressurization. Every capillary in both of my eyes burst. And all of the white in both eyes was like solid red, like the like the color of those Legos, like yeah. solid red for like six to eight months. And really? Yeah. I mean, it hurt a little bit. It wasn't that bad. It, it kind of affected my ability to see sunlight. But the, the thing that made it worse <clears throat> was no one wanted to see my eyes when they looked like <laughs> that because I looked evil. So like Satanist. teachers, uh, people at church, like everyone was just like, would you mind keeping sunglasses on until that goes away kind of thing? <laughs> and I understood, so I did. But, like, even today, I have super light sensitivity because of that. And uh, so so that's one of those things where, like, I never wanted to mess around with that substance again. I've never even heard of it since, so I don't know what we were actually taking. Probably fucking Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done ecstasy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never done that. Wasn't a big fan. No? You didn't like it? No, I... Was it the right situation? Definitely not. Ah. I was I was kind of on my own. Um, I had taken some at home one night. Uh, this was, I don't know, 12 years ago or so, maybe more. Um, actually, yeah, I think it would have had to have been more. But, uh, so I, I had taken some, and when I got home, I had heard on the radio or something, um, I just died in your arms tonight by cutting crew. 
And so I put that song on at home and then proceeded to listen to it on repeat for like eight straight hours while I was like laying in bed with every blanket and pillow that I own, just like really holding myself, just like freaking out and just listening to this song over and over to like, yeah, I, I don't have, I don't like drugs that cost me my ability to function or to be in control. You know, like even with weed, I don't like to be so stoned that I can't control what I'm saying or doing. I was talking to my buddy about this a little while ago. Some while ago, sometimes, you know, I feel like you do like that really high peak paranoia every once in a while because you like you never get that when you just take like a couple of hits or whatever. Uh-huh. But I feel like every once in a while it is good to have that one little like high freak out because it puts shit in perspective, I guess so to say. Cuz when you get that paranoia, I always tell myself, you know, just breathe. You're going to be okay. It's just weed. You're not going to die. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a pretty valid point and honestly a little deeper than I expected you to get on this show. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> no, that, I got to come out every now and then. Basically what you were just saying about this specific term was you can't appreciate the highs if you don't experience yeah. the lows. Yeah. And that's, uh, I, I like that. Well, well done on that, Nick. You're going to make everyone go out and take like three three edibles tonight and Dude, uh, just fuck freak it. out. <laughs> edibles are a whole different story. When I went on vacation with, you know, with Lindsay and her daughter and we went down, drove down to California, my cousin worked at the uh, medical marijuana place just around the time where it was legal to open stores, you know, you had yeah. to be 21, but they were still open for the medical marijuana expense. Yeah, yeah. And he would let me go there without a green card because, you know, he worked there, so it didn't matter. And everything is, like, a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. And he gave me this, like, little Laffy Taffy candy, which was, like, 100 <laughs> milligrams. So I would just, like, take, like, maybe a quarter or a little nibbles. Which and is I, still a lot it, if that's it, 100 milligrams. Yeah, it was still a lot. And I took it with us because we drove down, and we were in San Diego, and we got, like, this nice hotel fucking room which is like right on the beach and sand or whatever and i we had an argument so i was like you know what i'm gonna sleep on the couch in the hotel room and they can have the bed and i ate way too much and it started kicking in and i started freaking out and i was like and i i felt like i couldn't move so i was like we were fighting so i was like oh dude if she wanted to fucking just like stab me right now she could because i can't fucking move <laughs> and i'm freaking out and i don't know what to do edibles are a whole different type of scenario dude we they, could they, buy they, a they can video, fuck you up we could buy a new video camera for this podcast if we somehow could find a way to make a nickel every time you say the word like really <laughs> pretty much well <laughs> like this and like that anna well that's in a song like this and like that? Which like song? This, it's, Who sings it? Uh, is that do, Ice Cube? Do, 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 no. Do, do, Who is it? It's fucking Snoop Dogg, bro. Oh, okay. Snoop Dogg. I'm still, I'm still learning the old school rap because like... Really? I, I didn't... Look, my, my hip-hop ed- education has always been lacking. Um, but like by the time I saw that movie straight out of Compton... I, I still hadn't really learned anything about those guys prior to that. I like really movies good like movie. Friday and all that. Great movie. Um, but like Straight Outta Compton also taught me that like Ice Cube was part of NWA and that right after that was when Dr. Dre discovered Snoop and all this other. I had no idea about all of that. So I was watching that 
that movie, and I know that there's some inaccuracies, but it it opened my eyes, and at the same time, it was a really just good movie. Mm-hmm. It it was really really made well. Yeah, especially with the backstories of like Easy E being the dick, and then him ending up having AIDS, and yeah. Dr. Dre saying "fuck this death row record shit," I'm gonna go start my own thing because this is getting like way out of hand in ghetto. Yeah, and that's that's where the movie ends. Yeah, is him just saying the word aftermath to uh, Suge Knight, and and that was another character that I I I'd saw his name in the news, but I didn't know anything about him or a lot of those other people until that movie helped put it in context for me. And like I was a kid when a lot of the right like the Rodney yeah, King I think it was and stuff, like nineteen ninety five ninety four. Yeah, right around like when Cobain died. Also, <laughs> yeah. like so I remember some of that stuff, but. When when you're like an eight year old, or let's see, ninety five, I would have been twelve. When you're like an eleven or twelve year old kid, and you're seeing these riots going on in a whole other state you've never been to before, like it, it doesn't it doesn't apply to you at that moment. You, you can't grasp it. It's impossible. But since I have that you know time and date stamp on my memory, there now that I've seen the movie and saw what else was going on around there, like it it opened my eyes to so many things that. I don't know. That that's that's got to be one of my favorite movies yeah, of all time it, now. Yeah, it NWA really opened the door for other rappers to come out and just say what they wanted to say without having to worry about getting arrested even though they did I think once or yeah. a few times. And and, and the ra- the racial shit, fuck the police. Yep. And here's the thing, when you grew up in like a white Protestant Christian home in Washington state in the 80s, and then you hear a song like Fuck the Police, you instantly are like, oh, my God, you know, that's so horrible. Why would anyone ever say or do that? These guys must be bad or evil yeah. or whatever. So you come up with a lot of presuppositions just based on what they're saying. And then as you get older, you realize that what people say doesn't really matter all that much, especially in songs. And so they're probably not being real. But at the same time, like now in my mid-30s, having seen that and kind of put it all back in context again it's amazing just how big of risks they took yeah and how insane it was that that kind of music made it mainstream and then all the stuff we've seen since then you know music before those guys came out like rock music and all that you didn't hear them swearing a whole lot didn't hear them being explicit a whole lot there was themes and there was ideas and they were singing about some girl and holding her hand, you know, the Beatles, you know, <laughs> I want to hold your hand, <laughs> you know, so you've got this really sweet stuff. And then right about that time, you know, hair metal, a little bit of grunge, maybe is starting up up in this area. NWA is huge down there and people suddenly realize like you can say whatever you want and it's encouraged and, you know, okay to have that be something that sounds negative or sounds violent if it's a reflection of your your environment or yeah. what you've gone through. Now, would it be racist to say niggas with attitude since that's the bad name, band name? Well, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a big believer in the fact that if you're white, number one, never say the R. There's never a hard R when I know. you say that word. I didn't say I didn't say the R. Either. Right, right. <laughs> Two. It's funny how that works. If you're doing a direct quote. Or you're acting or that, you know, there, there are certain times, you know, when it's okay to say that word in those contexts. I have a hard time saying it when it's even in the song. 
I have a hard time saying it if I'm alone. Like, I, it's just not something I want to say. <clears throat> it's funny how that works. It's, it's funny how it's just one word black people are, are only allowed to say without, you know, getting shit for it. Yeah, but it's, it's I mean, it's kind of like with the name Adolf. No one's naming their kids Adolf after Hitler was popular. And, like, it, it's kind of a, they're not trying to give power to the N-word by not saying it. It's just that, like... It's a respect thing, you know? I would never want a black person to think that I thought of them that way. And if I know that they're sensitive about it, I I don't need to say that it's, word it's enough hard, to make it worth it. It's hard know? for me t- when people say, like, they're sensitive about it because it was so fucking long ago. Well, it really wasn't. It It, it was. Civil rights was, what, 50, give or take 50 to 60 years ago, tops? Well, I'm thinking more of the lines, you know, like the Civil War and shit like that when they were, like, slaves and they had no rights to anything. You know, the 50s and 40s, they still, you know, they they weren't slaves back then. They weren't slaves, but they were, I mean, there was such cultural and physical segregation that people genuinely still viewed them as, like, a different race or, a, or not a different race, but, like, a different species and, I mean, if sacrificing one word and never saying it again is going to help people, you know, heal and get back to where we should be after all that shit went down, like, well, I never need to say that word. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, at what point are we just, like, going to let it go? You know, we can go way back, keep going back and saying, oh, this happened, so we're going to keep dragging it on till 20. 92 well you you know i i don't know if i have an answer to that question but i'll tell you this the only people who would have an answer for that are not white so it won't be us we don't get to decide (laughs) when that's over you know what i mean yeah and people these days know that like you and me weren't alive to have treated people that way but when that's like a huge you know a couple hundred years of your history and you know how much your grandparents and their grandparents suffered through that like yeah, okay, I'm I'm still going to give these guys a pass for a while, you know? Like, yeah, I would always mess with, like, my friends that were black. I'd be like, hey, what's up, ninja? You know what I mean? <laughs> my ninjas? Yeah, what's up, ninja? And just just for the record, on a side note, don't ever play basketball with a black friend of yours because you will never win. I think that I could say that if I played basketball against my Asian friends. <laughs> I am no I, good at that sport. I, I had a friend at work. His name was Tavish, and he was like six foot two. And I was like, you know what, dude? I could fucking be a fucking 21. 20 bucks, dude. And he was like, yeah, okay, all right. And we fucking went after work and to the gym and played basketball. I had no score. You didn't score I didn't at all. score one fucking point. Wow. Yeah, it was horrible. How stupid did you feel? I it was pretty bad. Did was, you pay up the bet? Yeah, I paid him his twenty dollars, but he, he like came in the gym, took his shirt off, which they always do for some reason. I don't know what it is. But and he just took over the fucking court, dude. It was horrible. Well you you did also just say he was what, six four? He's like six foot one, six and two. And how tall are you? Five ten, five nine. <laughs> So, not only are you white, you didn't have a height advantage. I was trying to be like Steve Kerr, didn't you? And you challenged him, and you put money on it. Yeah. Wow. I was going to turn that into like a stand-up joke, you know? Well, it sounds like the premise to just about every hacky sitcom from the 80s and 90s I've ever seen. (laughs) I was trying to be like, yeah, whatever, dude. I can beat you. Let's do this. 
I thought I fucking could maybe get like a few in. Nope. No. Nope. He just stole the ball from me or just jumped up with his hand up, blocked my shots. And you put $20 on the fact that you thought you might be able to get a few in? Yeah, I figured maybe he was having an off day. You know, who knows? <laughs> so, so you took your bets based on whether or not he was having a bad day and whether or not you could get a couple baskets in there. <laughs> yeah. So your, your fantasy or your best case scenario in your head was still just hoping that maybe he wasn't quite up to 100%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking maybe he would just, you know, just maybe let me win one. You know, maybe just let Nick have a nice, wonderful night off and be like, oh, yeah, I fucking beat him at fucking 21. He might have if you hadn't put the money on it. Yeah, I know. It seems like if you put $20 on anything, everyone's going to put 110% on it. Pretty much. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that that does seem to be true. Man, I don't know. I think I'm getting some kind of a throat thing going on here. Chessie's getting the sniffles. (laughs) Yeah, it has been... Just remarkably cold outside. Jesse, I posted a video on Facebook. Did you see that? Uh, the video on Facebook. Oh, are we talking about the post you made where you were going to see my reaction to the vape guy freaking out? Yeah. Yes, I did watch that, Nick. Tell me your thoughts on it. Well, here are my thoughts, Jesse. Well, and first of all, kind of catch people up in case they didn't actually see it. Just give them a brief, like, what happens. Well, there was a video where a Trump supporter... He was wearing a, I think he was wearing like a Trump hat. It was a MAGA hat. I Make know. America Great Again. Ah. Yeah. Um, and the store clerk that worked at the vape store did not want anything to do with this guy. And he was calling him racist, which the funny part of that video, calling him racist, there was a black guy in there just wanting to fucking buy some shit. Yeah. And like, how awkward would that be when the guy's screaming, get the fuck out of my store, I'm not letting you fucking buy anything, yada, yada, yada. The guy's like, I just want to buy some vape juice for my wife, dude. Just give, give me the shit. And the guy was just, I I feel like he was out of line, but I feel like the other guy antagonized it too as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy to me how how divided people really can be when it comes to politics. I, yeah. I I'm not really political. I don't vote, which a lot of people are probably like, oh, you can't say shit. Well, I can still have my still have my opinions. Yeah. It, I feel like both were at the wrong. I feel like the guy that worked at the store was way overreacting to the situation. I feel like he should be fired because acting like that, that's not okay. Yeah. But the guy <laughs> but the guy making the video and antagonizing it. He wasn't right either. I I get that he's upset that the guy wasn't going to sell him anything. And I get that maybe he wanted to fucking videotape it to show the world so that guy can look like a dick. But just why keep poking at it? Yeah, and I mean, so so my my view on the whole thing, and this actually gets a little bit deep, but my, my face value view is the the guy working at the vape shop who freaks out he had the right to refuse the other guy's service if he wanted to, but he didn't have to be a dick about it. And I, I feel like that wasn't really the right situation to refuse. If you have your own opinions about something, about something how deeply you feel about Trump or, or whatever, you shouldn't mix that with business. Absolutely. Yeah. But that taps into kind of the deeper thought that I'm getting to. So I believe that that man had the right to refuse service to anyone because in you know this country you were able to do that 
I do not believe that means you have the right to refuse service without consequences. So in my mind, this is similar to all the people who, like the, the right-wing people who will refuse to make a wedding cake for a gay couple or something. Now, Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It is. It's fucked up, and there's been court decisions that have you know ruled against them. But If you want to suck dick, just suck dick and give me a cake. But here's the thing. I want to make a controversial statement on this because I've felt this way for a while, but I want to have the medium to be able to clarify what I mean by it also. And, and the statement is this. I believe that it should be any person or company's right to refuse service to anyone for any reason, whether it's racial or, you know, if you're gay or whatever else, I believe, okay, maybe not racial, maybe not racial, but I believe that you should have the right to refuse service to anyone if it's your store or if you're working there. Now, I yeah, don't believe... if you're the owner... Yeah, and so this guy should have, you know, if his owner would have done the same yeah. thing, he's probably not going to get fired and whatever. Yeah. But I, I believe that we should stop getting the government to force companies to do stuff like that and just vote with the dollar. And the thing is, like, we're in a capitalist country, and if I hear that, you know, the gas station across the street from my house won't serve gay people, I'm not going to go there. And a lot of people are going to make sure that people know that that's that kind of place. And when they stop getting business, they'll be put out of business and shut down. They'll lose everything. And that's kind of what you get if you're being a dick. But they shouldn't be forced to do anything that they don't want to do like that. They shouldn't. So, you know, for these bakeries who, if they won't sell a cake for a gay wedding, I, I'm kind of with them on the fact that they should not have to be forced to do that. And they should be able to refuse that service. But... I think that everyone who disagrees with that situation needs to then become proactive and make sure that people know what kind of business they're running. And if you, you know, support, you know, gay rights and, you know, all types of equality, then you just don't go there. Let these businesses be put out of business the natural way through capitalism and choice and, uh, you know, being informed Instead of having the government say, okay, now you have to make this cake for them. At that point, do you even want the cake from these guys? Like, yeah, they're dicks. Yeah, they should have never refused you service. But, like, let them do that that way. Yeah, it's like like we were just talking about going back in the 50s where, you know, they didn't want black people in the store. Yep. It's like a new age thing saying, ah, if you're gay, I don't want you in here. It's like... Uh, it. it it does bum me out a little bit. Yeah. But th that guy's reaction making the video, I feel like he was in the wrong as well. The whole time he's like snickering to it and he, you can and, tell and, he's just trying to wind the guy up. Yeah, and he's trying to fucking make a video of himself. Yeah. You know, and he kept saying to the black guy, oh, you know, I love you guys. I have yeah. no problem with you. Okay, well, why are you trying to get that guy involved? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's... It's stupid. When when the guy who's shooting the video, where he loses my respect and my kind of support of his whole side of things, is about halfway through the video, he's finally got the guy, it looks like, to begrudgingly agree to sell him the vape juice. And he's yelling something, and the guy shooting the video just says, no, just sell me that. Do my bidding. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, okay, buddy, you just fucked up, because now this is no longer about you being treated with respect. This is you trying to exercise power 
over this other person. So, like, that guy's in the wrong also. And, he, yeah, I, I didn't like anyone in that video except for, yeah, like you said, the poor guy who's standing yeah, off to the I side. Know. Like, I just need my vape juice, man. Yeah, and, like, how would it feel if you were, like, a black guy watching two white people argue about which one's more racist while <laughs> neither one of them is helping you out, you know? <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Like, that, that's got to be, that's got to just be, like, the weirdest experience for that guy, you know? I just make a scene. You know what? Fuck this. I'm out. So so let me let me just really quickly put a bow on that last thing because I know that if anyone hears this eventually it'll be taken out of context or taken the wrong way. They always do. I I am very much not against you know gay people, ethnicities, anything like that. I'm cool with trans and the you know whatever you want to be, be yourself, that's cool. I'm down with it. But I don't think that we should force private businesses in a capitalist society to do something that they don't want to do when we could just as easily put them out of business by just not going there. Or if you don't support their business and you never shop there, then even if they stay in business, they're not serving people like you. They're not serving like open-minded people. They're going to serve people with their narrow views. And to that, I say, you know, that's fine. There's tons of businesses around here I've never been in some of which are because of stuff like that, bad experiences with management or, you know, How do you feel whatever. about the Starbucks bathroom situation? Did you hear about that? No, what is it? Where Starbucks is going to let, you know, homeless people in. Anybody can go in there and take a shower, shave, do what the fuck ever. I, I don't agree with that. So are you saying that all Starbucks have showers in their bathrooms? No, but I'm saying, you know, say like a homeless person's like, oh, I just need to shave my face or some shit like that. They're yeah. allowed to go in the Starbucks bathroom and, you know, do that without any, any cause or anything like that. So what what's your problem with that? Well, it's Starbucks for one. Yeah. I, I, I say, you know, I have a kid and he wants to go to the bathroom and... There's a fucking homeless guy in there fucking just shaving his face and and going to fucking wash his body off or whatever like that. Well, well, what if it gets to the extreme where the guy's like, oh, well, I'm just going to take all my clothes off and wash my whole body and give me a little sponge bath. Okay, then and that's that. That's an extreme example, and they would definitely remove someone who got totally naked in their bathroom. Like, do you agree with the whole, like, a anybody can use the bathroom, say, like, I want to be a girl, I'm going to use, you know, the woman's bathroom, even though I'm not really fully transitioning yet. So, okay. It sounds like you're talking about two different things here for a second. So your first issue was Starbucks allowing anyone to just come in and use their bathrooms if they want to, like homeless people, right? Yeah. No problem with that. Um, it's a slippery slope, and I don't think that they should continue doing that after a certain time of night. But mm -hmm. they, they close anyway, so they're yeah. not they're not a 24-hour business. But, I mean, I got no problem with that. Homeless people, while homeless, still deserve some basic human dignity. And... I've seen services where, you know, people will let them take showers or wash their clothes in, like, these little, um, uh, like, motorhomes mm -hmm. and stuff. That's awesome. I got no problem with that. Um, but you got to be careful, and especially in places like Seattle, like, you're going to get some ODs in those bathrooms and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it's got to be a calculated risk. But on the other hand, I don't remember the last time I've been inside of a Starbucks. I've gone through drive-thrus, you know, I see them all the time. Might be near one, like if they're in a Fred Meyer or something. Haven't been inside one in years, like just a Starbucks. 
So it doesn't really affect me either. So to that, it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> but the deeper issue, it sounds like on your second half was about trans people using bathrooms. Yeah. So th- this is a tricky one because for me, I-, I think that bathrooms are designed around the type of physical plumbing that you have. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a decent enough reason to use one or the other. I'm not saying that you have to identify as a man, but if you still have a penis, it makes more sense to use the men's restroom. Yeah. Because it's built for you. And, you know, if you're transitioning, then once you don't have a penis anymore, use the ladies' room. Yeah, I feel like it's a loophole for, like, the sick fucks out there that... See, I hear that, but at the same time... Those sick fucks are out there whether or not they can use a lady's restroom. And how much more exposure are you getting to them because of this rule? Mm-hmm. How much? How many more trans people have you run into in the bathrooms since this has been going on? Have you even ran into one? Uh, Well, there's one at my work, but yeah. it's a guy turning into a girl, so I've never had to deal with the whole, you know... I'm not a girl, so I don't use the girls' restroom. So okay. I, you know what I mean? And you work at one of the largest corporations in this country, especially yeah. in this state. Microsoft. Um, you live in an area where we have tons of, like, McDonald's and Starbucks and all these, you know, kind of liberal-feeling corporations that allow things like this to go on. Yeah, so, Seattle. But what you're telling me is that you have not once even ran into one in one of the restrooms yet. No, I have so not. So what does it fucking matter? I'm just saying for, you know... If it does happen to someone, it, I I just don't like how we're just changing the whole bathroom uh, rules just because, you know, people are getting offended or they want certain kind of treatment because they want to transition themselves into a different gender. Well, why can't it just all stay the same? Why do we have to make special treatment for you just because you feel like you want to be something you're not? Yeah. I'm going to and- say it. And that's that's kind of where I tend to draw the line in these things in my head because it's it's so dynamic. It's changing day by day and today, and it's hard to keep up with all that. So I I just kind of go with like how do I how do I want to phrase this? It might be different for you because I'm I'm not trying to be a dick or say anything. No, spit I, it out. It's because it, you don't have any kids yet. Yeah. So like I if I you know my 10-year-old daughter goes to the bathroom and a fucking guy walks in there when he's in the middle of transitioning, I'm going to have a problem with it. Why? Because he, I I I don't know who he is or if he's you know a pedophile or not, you know what I mean? Now, don't you think that a pedophile would have found a way into that bathroom one way or the other? If that's what they were really trying to do. Yeah, but if there wasn't any rules, I'd be like, he's a man. He's going into that bathroom. That's fucking wrong. Now you have to be like, well, is it okay now? Because he's transitioning. I can't really do anything. You, you know what I mean? There's the... There's, there's Yeah, but your daughter's, what, 10? Yeah. So isn't there still, like, an age limit to where it's acceptable for you to bring her into the restroom with you to use so that you can supervise or something? Yeah, I did that when she was like four or five. What's I, the cutoff on that? I I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know yet. I I wouldn't bring her into the men's bathroom now at ten years old when she's aware of like the situations of. Yeah, <laughs> but you're worried that a guy who is 
feels like a woman on the inside and is trying to physically match that through a transition, you think that that person is going to be some kind of a threat to your daughter? I'm I'm saying there is a possibility. I'm saying there is a loophole for these people out there now. And what I'm saying is that it's no different than it was before all this. Pedophiles are still going to go into whatever bathroom they want to, whether you're watching or not and whether they're allowed to or not. People are still going to, you know, look at kitty porn on there. Like, being a pedophile is not the same thing as being a transgender person in any way, shape, or form. And if you're a pedophile, first of all, fuck you. If you're listening to this, please stop. I don't even want you listening to my show. Um, but second, like, just being a transitioning person doesn't instantly make you a pedophile or anything other than a person in transition. Yeah, I'm saying not every person that's transitioning is a pedophile. I'm just saying it makes it easier for pedophiles to be like, oh, hey, I'm transitioning. I'm going to go use this bathroom. I'm just saying it it makes it a lot easier for someone that's gross and sick like that to to do what they want to do now. I suppose so. That's the point I'm making here. I don't... And I'm trying to say is I feel like we shouldn't have to uh, – what's the word I'm trying to say? I, here's here's something that I want to challenge you with. So when you go to like a McDonald's or something, if, if they've got the men's room closed off yeah. and you have to like kind of use the ladies' room and it feels kind of foreign to you and you're like, oh, I haven't been in here in a while. And you go and you use it and you come out like it feels like a – strange experience to you right it feels yeah, a little I still, bit different i still wouldn't do it though because no, no just just hear me out so but you've you've done it before right yeah yeah i have too it, it feels weird so when when i go to a place i always prefer that they have the bathroom of the way that i identify which is as a man because mm-hmm. i have all the plumbing so if someone's transitioning the the real logic behind that is that they feel like something other than what they physically are so when they go in when they go into a restroom, even if they have the equipment that I do, if they feel like a woman on the inside, that men's room might feel a little foreign to them or something. So they just want to be able to feel as comfortable and as valid and as respected doing a simple thing like using the restroom as the rest of us. Now, there, there's extremes to it, and I'm not saying that I'm a total you know, left-wing snowflake for all of these things and (laughs) there's ridiculous stuff that happens every day but at the end of the day i'd rather be joking with someone than ever be actually mean or indecent to them and bathrooms are bathrooms we go to bathrooms and we do one of a couple things we piss might take a shit probably fart a couple times uh, uh, hopefully not in public bro (laughs) (laughs) uh you know use the mirror whatever else As long as a transgender woman who's becoming a man doesn't come into the restroom and just try to talk to me, I'm okay with it. I don't care what what they have. I just use the men's room because it's the plumbing I have and know, and the men's room has the ways that it's easiest to make use of that. That's all it is. You want to know how a guy turning into a girl can make a situation awkward? How? Is we're all hanging out, and we're all talking about dick jokes or whatever, Mm. and then... He, she, he, she, see, they, they, they walk up and be like, oh, excuse me. There's a lady present that happened to me once at work. I'm like, oh, you just made it awkward now. I'm going to leave. 
You know, that, that's that's the one of the big lines I draw. And, you know, I've got your back, LGBTQ people. But for you to come up to someone, if they look at you and just guess that you're a male or a female, if you're not that, like, it's not the end of the world. If someone assumes your gender, who cares? They assume a lot of things about you all the time that yeah. may not be true. They assume things about people like myself and Nick that aren't true all the time. Yeah, stop Nick and Jesse caring. are gay. No, we're not. <laughs> no, but like, stop making it such a big fucking deal if someone assumes that you're a man because of how you look and yet you're a woman. Like, how about just a simple courteous correction? Like, actually, um, I identify as a woman. I'd appreciate it if you called me that. Done. Like, no problem. Like this new rule, right? I'm just giving an example. Okay. Say I, I was fucking mental and I wanted to go into the woman's bathroom I could be like oh well you know I'm transitioning I'm gonna use the woman's bathroom just like this yeah is that okay or is it not okay well that's definitely not okay yeah that's because what you know I'm it's saying. a lie well yeah but I'm saying there 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 it is like why right. can't we just leave it the same okay but let's let's follow that line of thought so if you say that and you go into the ladies room as a straight guy who's just trying to do that you're either trying to be a pervert mm -hmm. or you're just trying to use the bathroom and you don't want to wait for the guys or whatever. So people that are transitioning are neither one of those necessarily, not just by what they are. They're not, you know, when people go into a restroom, that's usually the last place they go to actually try and do like perverted things. It's a running joke on TV, <laughs> yeah. but no one's going into a bathroom that reeks and is just unpleasant and gross and trying to get their rocks off. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not what we do. That's not what anyone does. Well, that's not what normal people do. No. <laughs> and and the thing is, it's not abnormal to be transitioning these days. It's not. It, it it's taken me a long time to come around and really like I I I'm okay with people that want to do that. I'm not that type of person like, oh fuck you, you're you fucking are such sick. a bigot. Fuck it. No. Quote, that's Nick. No. Fuck you. No. To but all people transitioning. That's I, the quote. I still don't. I, it's weird to me how I still don't understand it. I feel like you know, I'm. I was born a guy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a guy. Yeah, and that's cool. But you don't have to understand it to accept it. Like you don't even have to like truly accept it. You just have to not be a dick about it. I mean, you can accept someone without approving of all the stuff they do in their life. Yeah, I, I do that you. with you all the time. Yeah, so, so, so do I. You know? I knew instantly you were going to make this about me. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Well, here, let, let's just break the ice. I want to I tell an embarrassing story, okay? I was Does this have anything to do with the previous topic? No. no. All right. Well, it has to do with the bathroom, okay? <laughs> I, was, I, I was walking into Rite Aid since we are talking about this, but Rite Aid... They have, like, single bathrooms. They have a woman bathroom and a men's bathroom, but it's only a single use. It's not, like, multiple uses. Everyone can use it. Yeah. I, I I don't know if I ate something that day, but my stomach was really, really rumbling. Like, I think I was probably about to shit my pants. I was waiting for a prescription or something like that. And for incontinence? Yes. It, <laughs> it was to make me s smarter, that limitless pill. Have you heard of that? Uh, no, it's dude, still that's not, ecstasy. It's, it's still not working. That's ecstasy. But anyways, <laughs> the men's bathroom was occupied. I'm like, I can't hold it. I can't hold it anymore. I knocked on the woman's bathroom door, and I just I went to town. It smelled so bad. And I, while I was in there, I was thinking, I hope there's nobody fucking waiting for this woman's bathroom. I just hope. 
And I finish up and I open the door. There's an old lady standing right next to the door waiting to go. And I'm like, oh, no fucking way this is happening right now. And I just walked out without even looking at her. I didn't even go back for my prescription. I went through the drive-thru because I didn't want to fucking Like the guy to. walking away from the explosion in the movie, just like, yeah. dun, dun, dun. It was so fucking embarrassing. But it, it, of course that's going to happen because you're thinking it. You know what you should have done? Should have walked right up to her when you walked out of the bathroom and just been like, hey, seat's warm for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny how shit like that happens. Is there, um, you mentioned to me earlier about Donald Trump and food and McDonald's and Burger King. And yeah, I, I thought that I was pee. funny. Can you, yeah. Oh, you just want, okay. So Nick apparently has to go pee because a shot of whiskey is way too much for his little hummingbird-like bladder to handle. But what he was mentioning is uh, there was this news story that I saw going around during the government shutdown. Um, Trump was still going to host the Clemson uh, football team, who are the college national champions this season. And um, apparently during the shutdown, he doesn't get his cooks and all that stuff, which totally good with. I prefer it that way. If we don't get stuff, they don't either. But he ended up going and buying, like, thousands of burgers from, like, Burger King and McDonald's or wherever else. I I know that Burger King was kind of the one that made the most noise because they, they kind of grilled him for his misspelled tweet. He had said birders instead of burgers, which sounds trivial, but he's our president. Like, we shouldn't be finding this many typos and funny non-words and errors with the Twitter account of our fucking president. That's just scratching the ice. But he brought a he, he brought a college football team who won the national championship to the White House and there was all these trays of just like filet fish burgers and Hi. you know double cheeseburgers and whatever else. And what, he just thought that was a good fucking idea? Like So here's what it I'm seems trying ridiculous. To, here's what I'm understanding. The government shut down for like what, how many days now? Uh, I don't know the exact tally, but it is the longest U.S. government shutdown yeah. in history now. So you were saying, like, the cooks are on shutdown, right, in the I White House? I fucking hope so. So uh, I didn't know the cooks in the White House work for the government, for one. Well, if the National Guard can't get a paycheck, then he shouldn't get any private chefs either. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so I'm saying technically he could probably hire his own private chef, which he probably yeah. does, and that picture was just like a, a thing for him to be like, oh, look, I'm following the rules, too, even though I'm not. Um, this is a cute way to make light of a terrible national disaster. But here's one here's one thing. America has, uh, we'll, we'll say, maybe an overweight, uh, uh, you know. Demo. We have an obesity epidemic. Yes. Yes. Uh, why would you uh, bring out McDonald's and Wendy's and support, you know, the fast food that's not healthy at all, for one? <laughs> It's like sponsoring heroin for, you know. Like a methadone clinic sponsoring yeah. heroin. Yeah. yeah. Well, and <laughs> it's just the, the 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 pictures. If you haven't seen pictures of this, check out Twitter or the, you know, Facebook or whatever. Find some pictures because it's ridiculous because he's standing there around like these silver platters with just boxes of burgers on them. And he's got this smile as if he just handed these boys <laughs> checks for $10,000 each or something. These are national college football champions, half of which are probably, or at least some of which are going to be, you know, NFL players yeah. and stuff. 
They're not trying to eat cheeseburgers and stuff like that. <laughs> Those guys are finely tuned machines. And even if they aren't, the last thing they want to eat at the White House is something they can get five minutes from their house. Like, stop being a cheap bastard and actually cater some good food. It's not even about cheap. It's about the idea. Like, these guys are being honored by going to the White House, and they're greeted with a fucking crispy chicken sandwich. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't even like fast food really anymore. Like... Like, I'm talking about, like, McDonald's or, yeah. like, Burger King. I still like Taco Bell. Taco um, Bell's good if you have no plans the next day and can spend it all on the toilet. Yeah, I, I've kind of walked away from, like, the fast food industry. I, I don't like McDonald's anymore at all because I I don't know how it's being made, for one. <laughs> like, like in, Is that something that happened when you became a dad? I I think it's all the fucking propaganda of all these videos being made of showing you how McDonald's oh. makes the food and fucking the pink how slime they with, with the McNuggets and you yeah. know I'm I'm never gonna be a vegan or a vegetarian uh, I don't understand how like I get it if you are really sensitive with animals and you're like you're a real big animal lover and you don't want to see any animals hurt like I get that. I just don't get the whole, you know, you, sh I feel like it's the food chain, you know, are you going to yeah. tell a lion not to fucking kill a gazelle anymore and be fucking vegan? Try are not going to have to. We're going to kill all the lions. <laughs> Is that happening? <laughs> well, I mean, they've been endangered for a long time. I mean, we, we do, we do a much better job of any predator of, you know, wiping out species and stuff like that. Imagine. But no, I'm with you. And the thing is, like, there are extremely, like, convincing and conclusive biological and hist historical evidence to show that eating meat is the only reason why we are so intelligent and have made all these advances because of the high amount of protein in a small amount of food, something you don't get when you're an herbivore, typically. Yeah, now, I mean, you can still get uh, synthetic protein, but I still feel like it's not going to be the same as getting, like, the real nutrition from whatever the animal gives. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's, um, there, there's you know, tofu and all kinds of protein and stuff like that, but the, the thing is, people think, well, being a vegetarian won't hurt me in my life, and it's not going to make me dumber because, you know, I'm already, I've already got this intelligence. And it's or like, I'm yeah. I'm already dumb. But evolution didn't get us here because we ate plants. Yeah. We have teeth. We have a biology that all speak towards being a carnivore, um, along with a hunter gatherer, which we have copious amounts of, you know, historical I would totally evidence. be a hunter, not a gatherer. I don't know. I think that you would be the court jester. You know what? I would transition. I would be both. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> go ahead. Go finish no, what I, you were I, saying. I, no, you derailed that one. Uh, Fucking punk ass. Shenanigans. Uh, hey. Um, hey, real quick. Yeah. I just wanted to interrupt you. <laughs> you were talking about how we're going to have a guest next week. Oh, now, yeah. Now, but I just want to say this is going to be, like, really different for me because we had Aaron. I know Aaron. I don't know this person. So it's going to be really weird to see how I react with this person, for one, because yeah. I could offend him. I could not. Hopefully he doesn't get offended easily. He uh, doesn't. He's a he's a comedian. Is he? Yeah. Uh, his name's Ben, and he, he he he's done comedy for a number of years. He's one of the people who encouraged me to get started in it. 
But he's also someone who's worked with our band a bunch in the last, like, 10 or 12 years. He used to do booking for uh-huh. a band that we played with called Midst of Autumn that we'd love. So we we did a lot of work with him, and I've known him around for that long, but I've only really known him since I moved back up here a couple of years ago. So, like, are, are you comfortable with talking with him? Yeah. Uh, are you comfortable with, like, giving him shit and everything? Of course. All right. So, yeah, it's going to be different for me because, you know, this guy doesn't know me either, so... If I give you shit, he might have a different reaction. He might not, because you say he's a comedian or whatever. Look, he already knows the format of the show. Uh I've already told him that this is something where we don't want to censor ourselves, and we don't want to have to apologize every time we say something messed up. Yeah. Now, people know that we have values outside of this show, and they know that, you know, we're not racist or sexist or any of these other things, and if they don't know it by now, they will over the course of this show. But the thing is... This is a place and a time where we can say some of the things that we repress all we the other days of the year. You all know? just hold hands and get along. No. Kumbaya, we can all hold hands and spit each other's eye. Ah. No, but like Ben's cool. He's going to be fun. He, he He's a big name in music and like production and mm-hmm. he's done a lot of comedy around here and he's just, he, he's a funny guy who has a unique perspective on a lot of things and since we don't know any celebrities, Ryan Reynolds, who want to do this show yet, Ryan Reynolds, yeah, um, you know, I, I want to be able to bring in people who come from different walks of life and have a completely different perspective than us. For yeah. example, Ben is half black. Is he really? Yeah. Ooh. Doesn't look like it, but he totally is. I'm going to have fun. <laughs> no, but like he's got a good sense of humor about those things, and any guest that we have on this show has to have a good sense of humor about things. They're going to know that we're not purposefully trying to piss anyone off. Yeah. And they're going to have something to contribute that's going to be unique that you wouldn't hear on Jimmy Fallon if Brad Pitt was on the show or something like that. You know, you're yeah. going to hear something real. And that's that's what I think is going to be awesome about getting on some new guests here. I know. It's going to be – I was thinking about it. It's going to be really weird because usually outside of this podcast, I – I'm not really like social or whatever. Because you don't have friends. No, I I have friends. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I Who? do. You? That's all I need. <laughs> no, but I'm saying Aww. is, oh, that that was so I'm sweet. I'm just kidding. Nick. I have way more friends than Jesse that are real, not social. Um, <laughs> I'm saying is when it comes to new people, you little fuck face, ass, clown, dick wad. <laughs> 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 Um, I'm not really talkative around new people. So that's all I'm saying. It's going to be different having someone on here that I've never met or don't know. We'll, uh, we'll get you an extra shot before the show. (laughs) Well, no, it's going to be good for me because I'm going to try not to act how I would originally act if we were just like hanging out. No, you see that that's what I want. I I don't want you to think you have to act a certain way around any of these guests because eventually maybe he'll become my ninja since he's half black. Yeah, Ben's an awesome guy, and there's people that he works with like Barbie that I want to get on the show. Um, You know, we've got a bunch of friends and people that we just experienced that I want to come on because even if it's only an hour, hour and a half of your life as you listen to this, you're you're going to get to hear the perspective and story and logic and heart of people that you would never have a chance to meet if you didn't listen to yeah. the show and whoever does listen to this i know we made a facebook page now yes could you just post something about what you would like us to talk about yeah i don't care any, if it's one person just do it any topics any questions anything you guys have we have a twitter also if you want to tweet at cheeky shenanigans podcast 
Um, like, I know a lot of people have hard feelings with this whole transitioning thing. I want them to say how they feel about what I talked Nick, about. Nick, you're transitioning from being a guy that I can talk to every week to being a guy that I'm going to have to start punching in the face. Uh, 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 I'll duck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Chuck it. Football. Pluck it. Suck it. Muck it. Flick it. Nope. You didn't. Ah. Nick loses. Um, okay, real quick, Nick. Uh, we've still got a little bit of time left. I want to know what you thought of the new Spider-Man trailer. Spider-Man Far From Home. I didn't. I didn't. Honestly, I, I, I like Spider-Man. I've loved like the new recent Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. Is yeah, that, yeah. Is that his name? I yeah. like those ones a lot better with instead of the the past with Kirsten Dunst and all the yeah nonsense i i watched the trailer and i kind of didn't understand where they were going with it i don't know if it's because i haven't read a whole lot of spider-man comics yeah and i didn't know who that new person was mysterio yeah i i i I don't know where (laughs) it comes from or what the whole part is um i'm still trying to figure out if it's before or after avengers infinity war um but i'm pretty sure it's going to be a really good movie yeah, I don't think we're going to know the timeline on it until maybe the last trailer that they sent because they want people to speculate and get hyped up for it. But, um, yeah, the, Tom Holland's a great Spider-Man. It looks like they brought back the people that needed to be there. You know, I'm interested to see what this new type of MJ is going to be like. Michael Jordan? Um, no, no. Marijuana. Ah. No, no, Mary Jane. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, it seems like they kept the humor intact. So where it fits in with Avengers is obviously the most important question right now. But overall, it looks like a pretty good movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be interesting. It's going to have a lot of action, a lot of fucking really good graphics, a lot of good fucking action scenes, a lot of good make-out scenes. Oh, sorry, this isn't. Oh, sorry, wrong, wrong movie. Wrong movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's going to be some explicit nudity. <laughs> Marissa Tomei. Um, no, uh... uh Shoot, what was I going to say? It was about the first one. Um, oh, the villain. All that I want is for them to find another villain or to utilize the villain the same way they did in Homecoming. Because Michael Keaton playing Vulture in that, he was he was one of the better Batman's. Marvel villains. Um, like, I would say Vulture, um, Killmonger, obviously Thanos, and, um, you know, maybe... Helmet Head. Winter Soldier slash whatever... Hydra thing. Cock snatcher. Orgasmo. (laughs) Chota boy. (laughs) I was just seeing how long you would keep going. I'd always love fucking with Jesse's train of thought. You do because it's totally gone now. You always catch me right before I'm about to make the fucking point, and now it's gone. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I know you can come back. Ready? One, two, three, let's go. No. no, One, two, three, Jesse. No. No. One, two, three, Jesse's gay. Oh. He likes butt. He likes sucking <laughs> dick all around. He this loves is, nuts uh, on his eyes. Jesse, go, go, go. Th- this is what a typical band practice sounds like once Nick's mic is turned on. He <laughs> always makes some dumb little song about me sucking dicks and stuff. It's a really good song. It's going to be famous well, one day. I'm just surprised you have this many songs when you've only seen me do it once. I mean, you've never seen me oh, do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so back to what Jesse was saying. Spider-Man's going to be a really big deal. Yeah, it's I guess. Pro- 
Uh, here's what I want to know: if yeah. it's going to make more money than Aquaman. Aquaman is already over a billion. I Spider Man's got his is work it really? cut out for him. Yeah. Uh, what movie made the most money so far? I, I think it, Avatar is still the number one. Is it? Do you, it's probably not going to be close to breaking over. Avatar, no, no, right? no, 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 no. Avatar hit a level that is very, very. It's going to be hard for any movie to duplicate it, let alone a movie you know that's part of like a series. You know what's funny to me? How Titanic's still up there. Like it's yeah. always, it's always going to be there, even Which though is, it was so long ago. Yeah, and I think it's still up there, even if you don't adjust for inflation. Which is the real crazy thing, because when you adjust for inflation, you can see what those movies would have made if it cost what it cost today to go get a yeah, theater ticket. Same with Star Wars. Yeah, back in the seventies when it was probably like seventy five cents. Yeah, but I think Titanic is still in like the top three or five, yeah. even without adjusting for inflation. And how that was much, like what ninety eight or something. How much fucking vagina do you think Leonardo DiCaprio got after All of that it. movie? All of it. <laughs> All of it. All of it, like, th- like there was some kind of a deed to all of the world's vagina that was just signed over to him. I know that lucky bastard. Except for people that are transitioning, they, yeah, they didn't have vaginas yet. <laughs> that was a good one. I like. All right, one. guys. Well, that is just about all of our time. Uh, once again, I want to make a plea to uh, our favorite Canadian comedian actor Ryan Reynolds to just acknowledge us. Yeah, tweet, you know tweet what? Us, do something. I'm gonna I'm honest. gonna email him and ask him a couple questions. You have his email address? I'm gonna find it. <laughs> I will. I just want him. To I'm have gonna go. On I'm us. gonna go on a quest. A quest? Yeah. I'm gonna go on a quest on finding Ryan Reynolds' email. You want to join <laughs> me? Just, you want to join me on this quest? We're already Jesse? on a quest to just find him. Why don't we just stick with that? <sighs> well, he's probably in his mansion. Okay, wait, real quick. If we had a female celebrity to get on the show, yeah, like Ryan Reynolds, like how we just want to get him on here once to talk to him or whatever, who would the female celebrity be? Mm, Jennifer Aniston. And I'm not talking about who you want to bang. I mean, like, who do you <laughs> legit want to, like, hang out with or do a show with, you know? Oh, uh, that's, that's a good question, Jesse. Um... Actually, you know what? Who would be a really good one and funny to interact with? Huh. Would it be Sarah Silverman. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. That that might hedge out the one I was thinking of. Who were you thinking? My thought was Emma Stone. Because you want a banger. No, no. I've I've like have you ever seen her do the lip sync battles on Fallon or anything? Yeah, she was really good. She's amazing at yeah. that stuff. Like she seems like she would genuinely just have a lot of fun here. Yeah. But Silverman, that's a strong one. I you know. I think I'd be willing to sign up for that one with you if we want to make a case for Ryan Reynolds or Sarah Silverman to ever acknowledge us. Like, that would be a win. Maybe a year from now we'll be at that point. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe we'll still be here in my living room doing nothing but this. I hope not. Well, if we are, I hope that I've finished a few more Legos. Yeah, Jesse's got a fucking 1970s porno living room with a bunch of fucking Legos in it. Yeah, because I saw Legos and all the old 70s porn that You've was out there. You've never seen the Lego porn movie? I've never seen it, 70s porn or Lego porn, and I'm not really excited to change that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, I hope you have a transsexual day. I mean, 
Cons- consensual, consensual day. day everybody. Nick, you don't even know how to say that word. That scares me. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't go to a fucking Harvard retard school like you did. I, I didn't. I went to normal Marysville school. <laughs> oh, case closed, everyone. Yeah, I guess that was redundant. Have a consensual day, everyone. No, I yeah. Have a consensual day. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, next week, we're going to have special guest Ben in the studio with us. He goes by Little Ben Make sometimes. sure to listen to that one, because that one's going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll have that one out. We'll have the audio issue fixed, so it won't be like the episode with Aaron, where we don't have a yeah, good mic Aaron. or anything. He sucks. We need to get him back on, because I know he wants to redo that show also. Yeah. But anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure. I hope that we didn't lower your IQ too much today while you were listening. And I hope I didn't ruin your sexuality choices. If I did, oh well. Yeah, if you did, please let him know. (laughs) Please, just all your hate to Nick, all your love to me. Yeah, that's exactly it. And don't forget, we did start the Facebook page. We have the Twitter account, which is at Cheeky Shenanigans Podcast. And we would love to hear from you guys, show topics, feedback, questions, whatever share, you got for us. Just share the page. Just share or the that. page. Yeah. Get, Shameless self-promotion. And here. subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can get a YouTube plaque. That's my goal. A YouTube plaque? You need 100,000 subscribers. Never going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, once again, this has been Cheeky Shenanigans. And I am Punk Ass, your I lovely am, gay friend. And I am Random Hero, your lovely straight friend. Everybody have a good day. Everyone have a great day. Thanks again for listening. Fuck off!